At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's my guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook where Jimmy Vaccaro is back in town and JVT is in studio today. Uh, thanks for joining us. We have a, a strong lineup today, JVT, for today's show. How about smoking Dave Koken to start things off in about 10 minutes? Bring the energy right off the top. One of your best friends, Dwayne Colucci, also joins us this I thought hour. you were going to say Dave. I was like, me and Dave go way back. And Dan Saley, college football handicapper in hour number two. Dan Saley makes his season debut. He's been on in the past, but I know he's been doing a lot of work on college football. He joins us in hour number two. Let's talk NFL here right off the bat. Packers Saints moving to Jacksonville in uh, week one. How does that change the way you look at that week one matchup? So obviously it's a, it's a neutral site and uh, we've seen the market react to so. Some spots are up to four and a half in favor of the Green Bay Packers. So maybe we start to see the market move even more in that direction of get to maybe five, whatever it is. Uh, but obviously the number increases on Green Bay. But I got to tell you, look, I think these are all professionals. You know, I'm a Jameis guy. But I've liked New Orleans like everywhere but quarterback, right? Because quarterback's been kind of an enigma. Mm-hmm. If we start to, you know, if we're starting to get to like that four and a half range, you know, I can, I'm going to be looking, I think, at New Orleans. You know, I like a lot of what they have uh, on that roster. And if that offense is going to get unlocked a little bit here with the ability to press the ball downfield, and, you know, again, it's a neutral, but it's a little bit closer to New Orleans than it would be to Green Bay. And I, I don't think it's the worst situation for the New Orleans Saints. No, I, I think the, the thing that might be – might have the most impact on the Saints is their routine's going to be interrupted, 
right? And they're not going to be able to practice at their facility, and they're going to have to bounce around kind of like a a vagabond without a home here for the uh, next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And longer than that, potentially. Uh, you wonder about the long-term effects on the Saints and when they can next actually play a game in the Superdome. But I, I think I'm with you. If there's an overreaction on this number in week one, uh, where the Packers get up, uh, right now we're seeing four and a half at a, a couple of spots. And four and a half or five might be enough to, to hook me on the Saints. Now, I'm not high on the Saints in general, JVT, because Michael Thomas is not there. they got a lot of problems. Will Lutz, one of the best kickers in the league, is not there. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about jumping on the Saints here in week one, but I'm like you. I think that uh, you get to four and a half here, and it looks like uh, it's going to five possibly, and there's an overreaction. I might actually play the, uh, the Saints as dogs. I don't think the, the setting in Jacksonville is going to be uh, – Make that much of a dramatic difference. Yeah, and, and I think too, you know, we focus because the quarterbacks and offense uh, take so many headlines, right? Because it is. It's the exciting part of football. It's the exciting part of any sport. Nobody wants to talk about defense. This was the second most efficient defense in the National Football League last year, right? Like, this is a front seven that played the run extremely well. That's strong across the mm-hmm. board, pretty much. And so, you know, when you look at what the Saints can provide here in a situation like this, where you're talking about if you're getting, like, a baseline of play out of Jameis Winston, if they're challenging the ball downfield, if you're getting a different-looking offense than what we've seen over the last few years, you know, the Saints can really provide something. You know, I had them circle that, you know, catching three at home against Green Bay for week one. And now as we start to get this underway, we start to see those four and a halfs pop up. You know, they're definitely – it's not a play I have made yet. Right. Uh, but, you know, and we'll see how this evolves as we move forward and what the market does with it. But, uh, mm-hmm. in, like, well, you, as we know, what, five's kind of a dead number. It doesn't really land on that. But regardless – Five's uh, a th- dead number until it's 28-23. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think yeah. that uh, – I do think that the Saints are going to be pretty live in this game. Uh, yeah, and don't forget, Aaron Rodgers did not play in the preseason. I don't think the Rusty. Packers are going to be a, a well-oiled machine in uh, week one necessarily. How about Irv Smith, tight end from Alabama, out for the season. So the Vikings yeah. suffer a loss uh, right off the bat. I don't know if that's going to make a, a big difference, but it's obviously if you got a futures bet on the Vikings, that's not something you want to see. NBA news, JVT, the 76ers, and uh, Ben Simmons appear headed for a divorce. <laughs> the Sixers want what for Ben Simmons? And uh, what are what is your reaction to Rajon Rondo, playoff Rondo, who I know you're not high on, right. joining the Lakers? So, well, yeah. first off with Ben Simmons, like, that's great. Uh, where's the camera? Bill, I, I want a million dollars right now, right? Like, you can demand money. You can demand anything you want. The, the fact of the matter is, if there was a deal out there for Philadelphia, it would have been done by now, mm-hmm. right? So there is nothing there. I, I still would expect him to be there unless he's going to hold out. As far as Rondo goes, it's a team that needed ball handling and depth, right? It makes sense. Now, if he's going to shoot the ball the way that he did in Orlando, right yeah. in the bubble, because <laughs> he was incredible. Then that's going to be something that's great for him. But remember, this is a this is Rondo who couldn't get on the court for the Los Angeles Clippers in the postseason this last year. So, not a big needle mover. All right, that's the NBA guy, Avisa and JVT. Quick break here on my guys in the desert. Live at South Point Sportsbook, my guys in the desert, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, JVT, and uh, we are going to be joined in a few moments by Smoking Dave Koken of uh, ESPN Radio in Las Vegas, and uh, later in this hour, Dwayne Colucci of the Rampart Sportsbook. All right, JVT, we just talked about the uh, 
Packers and Saints relocating uh, for week one in the NFL season. College football, uh, 24 hours away from kicking off, uh, really in earnest here in week two, where we got a pretty good game on the schedule with Ohio State and Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Buckeyes are favorites in the Big Ten, 14-point favorites on the road against the Gophers. And uh, I'm looking to take the dog here. I'm going I'm to see if the Buckeyes get bet up by the betting public as they usually do. Uh, but this is a spot where I think I might play the dog. What uh, what spots intrigue you most in, uh, in, let's say, looking at the whole weekend in college football? So there, I've made a couple. I think it's like hard not to start with the big ones. But the one play that I'm really intrigued by and that I've made uh, is this Miami-Alabama mm-hmm. game. Because I think for both offenses, right, I have so many questions about both of them. For Miami, I think it's obvious. A quarterback who is mobile, and he's great with his arm as well, but who is so athletic and De'Ara King coming off of an ACL tear in a bowl game, right? What that offense mm-hmm. looks like for Miami, Alabama, you know, these good teams, you talked about Ohio state, these really good teams, Clemson as well. All of these teams have like five, maybe six guys coming back on offense. What does that look like? Bryce Young, a young quarterback, right? He's got a lot of stuff around him for the most part, but a good offensive line. Do you see this return to Alabama in terms of running game and defense? Because I think their defense is going to be incredible. So I played under 62 in that game because I do believe that this is going to be not a reversion back to old school Alabama, but I think you're going to see more run game, play action, play really good defense, leading to kind of a lower scoring game. And I just don't know what I'm getting out of Miami's offense, but I'm really intrigued by both of these teams offensively, and I want to see what they provide. Derek King, a quarterback for the Hurricanes. Don't forget, Chris Andrews at the South Point opened this number 13 over the summer. Yep. Uh, Alabama 13. No no surprise that you saw a wave of action on the Crimson Tide to drive this up as high as 20 at Circus Sports. Can I give you an honorable mention game as well? Yeah. San Jose State and Southern Cal. That's a pretty good one. I'm, I'm really because uh, I'm high on San Jose State. I picked mm-hmm. them to win the Mountain West. I'm really intrigued to see what they look like and how they stack up against USC for sure. San Jose, a two-touchdown dog at the Coliseum. You could probably grab more than uh, 14. I think there's going to be a a chance to grab 15 out there before kickoff on the the Spartans. USC, typically, uh, there's a couple 14.5s out there right now, but USC typically, I think, overhyped in the preseason magazines by the media. And uh, San Jose State, 8-1 since the beginning of last season with uh, double-digit wins over some pretty good teams, including Boise State. So I think uh, the Spartans are legit. You and I are going to clash on this one. I've got Nevada as my pick to win the Mountain West, and you've got San Jose State. But your Spartans did beat the Wolfpack uh, late last season. They had that second-half comeback uh, to beat. I think those two teams are – I'm going to say it's not going to surprise me if either of those two teams are better than Boise State in the Mountain West. I was going to say, so we clash in who's going to win it, but ultimately we're on the same path, which is I think Boise State, because they're in the weaker division, is going to get to a Mountain West title game. But I do think that Andy Avalos, in terms of this team winning a championship in terms of the Mountain West, I'm really intrigued to see what they look like against Central Florida as well, because I don't think this is going to be the same Boise State team. The Mountain West has caught up with them in a very big way. You know, I'd agree with that. Let's bring in Smoke and Dave Koken of ESPN Radio in Las Vegas. Wager talk. And uh, Dave loves to handicap college football. One of my favorite guys to uh, hear talk about college football. Dave, what's your take on the Mountain West and Boise State? We were just talking about JVT like San Jose. I like Nevada. Boise State opens on the road at Central Florida tomorrow night as a five-and-a-half point dog. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if Boise State gets a little more fundamentally sound this season. I thought they got away from some of their uh, – previous strengths last season, they just didn't want to run the ball at all. I think they only averaged about 107 yards per game on the ground. 
you got to get more balanced than that. Uh, Backmire is a good quarterback, but you can't let him do everything. And I, I'd like to see a little more balanced attack on a Boise State. I, I'm not as high on Harson as most people are, and I was a little surprised he got the big job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, Avalos might actually turn out to be an upgraded Boise. Actually, uh, I agree with that statement. I can't believe Brian Harson got the Auburn <laughs> job. And I think, uh, Did you see what he's do- implementing <laughs> over there? The uh, yeah. no elevators allowed for players unless uh, you're injured. Okay. You got to take the uh, stairs. That's... <laughs> Charlie, you know Charlie Strong made a bunch of changes like that when he first right. got to Texas yeah. too. How'd that work out? Yeah, well. that's uh, that's not the key to turning around a program. Dave, tomorrow night we've also got Temple at Rutgers and uh, Scarlet Knights laying 14 and a half. East Carolina, Appalachian State with the uh, Mountaineers, 10, 10 10.5 point favorites. South Florida, North Carolina State, Wolfpack laying 18.5. Bowling Green, Tennessee. How bad is Bowling Green? Tennessee, a 35 point favorite or more. And Ohio State and Minnesota with Buckeyes and a uh, quarterback who's yet to throw a pass in Big Ten play. 14 point road favorites against the Gophers. Anything that you're looking to play on uh, Thursday night? I, I like NC State. I think they're a, a really good team this year. Uh, Leary looks like a nice quarterback. Their defense is outstanding. I think South Florida is going to get better under this uh, coach. Um, they can't be worse, really. Uh, but uh, I, I think at this point they're a little bit overmatched, and I would expect NC State to pull away. Minnesota's kind of intriguing. They're strong in the trenches. Good mm-hmm. offensive line, good defensive line. Those teams are tough to blow out. And uh, I think Minnesota's got a chance to hang tough with Ohio State in this ballgame. Might be more apt to take the points if it gets more than 14. Yeah, that's what I was looking at, too. I was on the DraftKings podcast uh, this morning talking about if this hits 14 and a half, 15, I'm, I'm playing the Gophers. And a lot of times the Buckeyes get bet up. Minnesota's got a mammoth offensive line, mm-hmm. JVT, and they're, they're strong on both lines. And with a uh, young quarterback as a two-touchdown Road favorite. I think the Buckeyes might be a, a, little, a little bit vulnerable in this spot against the Gophers. But then again, I liked Minnesota in the season opener last year at home, yeah. and they got mauled by Michigan, and that was embarrassing. Hopefully that uh, situation doesn't replay itself. Dave, uh, I got a question for you. We'll stay in the uh, the Big Ten. So we got to see Illinois last week. I, I thought it was a game in which you know they won, but it was one that was handed them as opposed to one that they took. Yep. And now you're a five, five-and-a-half point favorite against Texas San Antonio. I, I think a talented team. So what's the takeaway from the Illini? Back of quarterback, Art Sitkowski probably in, right? Uh, what's the takeaway? What do you expect here? Because the market's moving in the direction of UTSA. <laughs> I wasn't impressed at all by Illinois. They basically won the game on three Nebraska mistakes. Uh, and the Cornhuskers are a complete mess right now. Uh, so I, I just I didn't reward Illinois at all for that victory. I think San Antonio has every chance to win this game. I think they're in a good spot scheduling-wise. They've got a, a week of uh, – they've got actual game film to look at. You know it's going to be a, a big game for UTSA uh, because they get a chance to beat a Power 5 conference team on the road. In Illinois, coming off what for them is a, a really big win. Uh, could be a bit of a flat spot this early in the season. I took the points in that game. I think it's a decent play. Did you get seven? I saw seven and actually a seven and a half out there at the beginning of the week. You had to you had to pull the trigger fast on that one. What did you get? I Dave? did not. I didn't get it quickly enough. I, I got six and a half. Uh, but I, I, I think they're going to win the game, so it won't. Okay. Shouldn't matter to me. The Roadrunners, Dave Koken on the Roadrunners in that game against the Illini. How about the Big Ten game in Evanston? Michigan State, a uh, three or three and a half point dog at Northwestern. And Dave, this line has come crashing down too from seven to uh, three or three and a half. Well, you know, I can see why. Because Northwestern is they're kind of in a rebuild. I mean, they lost a lot of guys from last year. And not to take away from what Northwestern accomplished, but them only losing one game was absolutely amazing. 
They weren't that good. But it just tells you how good a coach Fitzgerald is. Michigan State power rates higher than Northwestern. This is a game where I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to take it right away on the opening number. And I didn't do it because I was so unimpressed with what Tucker did last year in his first season with the Spartans. I didn't like that hire to begin with. I don't think it's going to work out. And I'm a little bit afraid to take Michigan State, despite the fact that they look like the right side on my numbers. Mm -hmm. Let's go to one of the big games then, Clemson and Georgia. Uh, Georgia, the depth of the skill position is really banged up. Uh, We know that they've lost a lot of guys at wide receiver uh, defensively as well. One guy in the secondary too. So what do you make of this? Because now you get on the other end of Clemson team breaking in essentially a new offense. They are, but you know how talented they are. Yep. Uh, they're like Alabama. They don't rebuild. They just reload. <clears throat> DJ looks like a terrific quarterback. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's not going to be at the level that Lawrence was right away, but he's going to be he's going to be outstanding. Georgia is not at full strength for the game. I think the number's a little bit short. Uh, with the injuries involved, I power-rated this game to Clemson minus six. And so, to me, there is some value on the Tigers' side. Dave, big picture-wise, really quickly with Georgia, Humans has laughed at me because I think given the schedule and the improved-ish quarterback play from JT Daniels, you can get a pretty strong year from Georgia, I think, as it goes along. What are your big-picture expectations for the Bulldogs? Oh, look, I mean, if they're going to lose, may yeah. as well lose here. Right. You've, got a chance, you've got a chance to make up for that as the season goes along. If they win this game, you, they, they become a favorite to make the playoffs because you're probably going to have two SEC teams like always, Alabama and somebody else. And the somebody else, the Georgia would be the favorite at this point if they can win this game against Clemson. They'll, they'll still have a, ch- a chance even if they don't win this game. All right, I'm on the Clemson side in this one, too. I'm not playing many favorites this week, no. but uh, I like Clemson. Actually, there's a two-and-a-half you can lay yeah, out there now mm-hmm. if uh, you like Clemson. Dave, how about the game in uh, Vegas? And it uh, looks like it might be a, a full stadium Uh, Off the strip here Saturday night for BYU and Arizona. And uh, BYU has named a quarterback out of camp. It's Jaron Hall. He's got to replace Zach Wilson. Arizona looks uh, like the worst team in the Pac-12, and some would say it's not even close. I don't know what Jed Fish has got up his sleeve here, but I think you like the favorite. You going to lay it with the Cougars in Vegas? Yeah, I already did, Uh, and I think that'll end up being a favorable number. Uh, It's a neutral field game, but it's not really a neutral field game. This is going to be a BYU crowd. From what I gather, this will be the most people that BYU's had in attendance at any game they've ever played outside of Utah. And they've played a lot of games outside of Utah, so uh, they're ramped up and ready to go for this game. Their offensive line is outstanding. It's one of the best in the country. The center's probably the best at his position in the country. They've got a really good running back. I don't think Hart's going to have to do, or Hall's going to have to do too much. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be Wilson out of the gate, but I think they'll they'll tailor the offense to be conservative in this game, to just go ground and pound and maybe set up some easy passes. Arizona's in a complete rebuild. I mean, what Kevin Sumlin did to that, that program in a short span of time is amazing. He took them from being a, a decent program, maybe not great, but a decent program, to one of the worst pro, uh, Power Five programs in the country. I mean, they're better than Kansas, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much about it. <laughs> right. I mean, this is a really bad team. So unless Fish has put something in place that I'm not aware of, I think BYU is about a 17-point winner here. Yeah, don't forget, by the way, uh, Arizona had USC on the ropes early last season. Well, even though the Pac-12 got off that late start, but that was a game that Arizona blew, and it was all downhill uh, from there. All right, let's talk baseball with uh, Dave Koken. And uh, JVT, 
One of your favorite oh. pitchers on the mound tonight right. for your favorite team opposing Garrett Cole. Angels have made life rough on the Yankees here. The past uh, they have. It's yeah. actually been good to watch. The Angels are out of it, but it's fun to watch them ruin things for other teams, especially when I have a division ticket on the race. Uh, Packy Naughton looks like he's going to get the start here. A guy I've followed since he was in a rookie ball for the Cincinnati Reds. Dave, well, what do you expect here? Yankees, $2.80 favorite, rightfully so, because it's Garrett Cole on the hill, but we've seen a 60-cent bump. Uh, but as humans mentioned, Angels have kind of had their number. They have, but it's difficult to imagine them sweeping uh, this Yankees team, especially with Garrett Cole back in good form. Uh, he was a little bit erratic for a while, but his last three starts, he's, he's back to being Garrett Cole. And even against the, an Angels lineup that's hitting the ball pretty well right now, you got to think he's got a ch- good chance to over overmatch them. Uh, I have also never bet on a guy named Packy, and uh, <laughs> that will not that will not change tonight. Wait a minute, you have bet on Manny Pacquiao though. I bet you. Yes, yeah, that, that's okay. true. I would love to be a fly on the wall. What do you think? Let's name him Packy. Packy. <laughs> Packy. <laughs> How about the uh, Red Sox and Rays at the Trop? Dave, your Red Sox are fading. Chris Sale on the mound tonight, and you get a plus price on him if you want that right now, uh, if you want to bet against the Rays, if you dare. Pretty big line swing in this game, yeah. and I don't disagree with it. I mean, mm-hmm. look, first of all, Rasmussen's been really good. For Tampa Bay, I mean, it's just amazing how they develop pitchers uh, that were not all that highly regarded, and they turn out to be good pitchers. So somebody knows what they're doing in that organization. And the Red Sox are just getting more shorthanded by the day. Now Xander Bogart's the latest. He comes out of the game in the middle of the game because of a positive test. Um, it's a mess for the Red Sox. Chris Sale might keep them in this. This is one of those games where you hope the Red Sox get ahead early, and then you might want to jump in with a live bet on Tampa Bay. All right, what about Astros and Mariners here? Jake Odorizzi is going to get the start. Uh, he's been well, pretty solid last two, but it's been inconsistent for the most part. Well, uh, I would uh, I would expect a very low-scoring game early, even though I bet the over in the game because it's already in the third inning and it's nothing-nothing. <laughs> he did play this game. He I did. did. Play. I played I played the over, and I'm going to get beat with that, uh, you know, unless something's changed in the last few minutes. Uh, uh, Logan Gilbert. Is he is really sharp today, yeah. uh, but I still would look to go against Logan, Logan Gilbert down the stretch. <laughs> a lot of innings now piling up for a guy who didn't pitch at all last year, and he really is a two-pitch guy, fastball and slider. That's it. If he doesn't have command at one of those pitches, he can get lit up. Yeah, the uh, Mariners won, I think, nine starts in a row with Logan Gilbert, and they've hit the skids with him recently, but that was an early start today in Seattle. Dave, one more game on the West Coast. Late start tonight. Braves and Dodgers, Max Freed, Max Scherzer. How often do you get two Maxes going head-to-head? And Dodgers uh, need to get – well, they had a comeback win last night. But the Dodgers closing the gap on the Giants, and uh, right now – Minus, let's call it 220 in a lot of spots. Total of seven and a half Braves Dodgers. I, I think I'd, I'd look for the same result as last night in terms of the first five. I did win this game last night. I played the under, and it got there. And I think there's a good chance of another under tonight. Max Fried seems to be getting back to being Max Fried. He's one of the best lefties in baseball, and he just wasn't consistent early in the season. But I think he's healthy now and pitching good ball. And on the other side, you've got Max Scherzer, who's loving life as a Dodger. He looks great, and I think he's very excited about pitching in the postseason again. So I like the under in the first five, which is four minus 120. All right, follow him on Twitter, at Dave Koken. Also at Wager Talk and uh, ESPN Radio Las Vegas. Smoking Dave Koken. Hey, man, have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. Always great to see your buddy Dave Koken on. Didn't have enough time to get the breakdown for Rangers and Rockies, huh? No, we didn't have time to get that. JVT, you can't pack every game into one. It's also top of the one segment. (laughs) But we did get the Astros game in. All right, quick break. Come back and uh, 
I don't know what we'll talk about next, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we are live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up-to-the-second info you need. Visit OddsTrader.com. JVT, let's talk about this Padres-D-backs game because it's a rough start for you, Darvish, today. Uh, Yes, it is, and it's funny because if you had looked at some of the numbers for him, and I wrote this down for our show today, man, uh, that maybe there was a case to be made that there was – 
uh, some positive stuff coming for you, Darvish, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, if you looked at it overall, like if the eight starts, because his problem has been home runs, like over two and a half home runs every nine innings over his last eight starts. That's since the start of July. Uh, clearly, it's an issue because he had like 697 ERA, but still striking out guys at a high rate, not walking guys. Uh, not the case here today. You, Darvish, two and two thirds, eight hits, five earned runs, gave up another home run, which is a problem, only three strikeouts. So big problem for them. And the Arizona Diamondbacks up six to nothing over the pod squad right now as they continue to flail around uh, right now, currently tied with the Reds for the second wild card. So we'll see if the Reds can get things done um, in the second game of their doubleheader. Are we getting to the point where the Padres um, are in serious, serious danger of missing the playoffs? Because I think we're at that point. I mean, I think so only because – I know a lot of people, the attitude was always like, yeah, you know, they, they, they're going to probably make it because who else is going to beat right. them out? But the Padres can't win. I mean, I will say this. So you're, they're going to be hovering around that wild card. If they win it and their rotation falls correctly, if Blake Snell continues to do what he's been doing, then you have a pretty good opportunity in that one-off wild card if he's going to be available mm-hmm. to win that game. But having said that, if he's not, like I don't know who else on the staff that you really trust in a one-off situation. So I would definitely make them a slight, like if we're talking make it into the bracket, I would make it a slight favorite that they don't. Yeah, I don't trust you, Darvish. Now, obviously, right. he's coming back from a, he's returning from a back injury. Mm-hmm. But since the MLB's cracked down on foreign substances, you, you hear a lot of baseball scouts saying Darvish is, his ball is not spinning like it was before. And batters are starting to tee off on this guy. Yep. He's not going to be your ace in the playoffs, but you're right. Blake Snell's been fantastic. Dude. How do you feel about the way Blake Snell was handled last night with a no hitter going? Right. Like it was incredible. Like what he's able to do. And you're watching him like, and he's some of his strikeouts, like he's using his, his off speed stuff, yeah. but he's just blowing by guys at like 97 miles an hour. And he's putting it wherever he wants. Snell's been, it's over a month now that he's been absolutely incredible and keeping the command under control too. Like, that's the big part. We knew he was a good strikeout guy, but the fact that he's pitching for length now and he's striking guys out mm-hmm. with a solid command, like, if this is going to be what you get out of Blake Snell, you finally get the top end ace that you've yeah. really been looking for. And again, in a one off, like, that gives you a really good shot. But at the, outside of that, even if you do make it into a best, you know, a best of series situation, how are, who are you trusting outside of Snell in this rotation? Because it's been shaky. If the Padres lose today, they'll fall. Um, out of that second wild card spot, or they'll remain tied with the Reds. Right. They're right now 13 and a half games back of the Giants. And the Dodgers, by the way, <laughs> closing the gap on the Giants at the top of the National League West. Um, Padres, Reds, Cardinals, Phillies right there in the hunt, too. So it's kind of a four-way race for two spots because I don't Mets? think no. nobody realistically <laughs> thinks the Mets are going to get Who would bet on the Mets at this point? How about Blake Snell? Uh, in his previous start against the Dodgers, he went 122 pitches. That was the best I'd seen him throw with the Padres. He was pulled in the eighth inning. That was the marathon game that the Dodgers won in 16. But Snell was great that night against the Dodgers. You thought, man, maybe it's a spot to fade him last night coming off a career-high 122 pitches. Nope, not, not the case. He threw 107 pitches in seven innings last night, struck out 10, no hits, walked two, and he was pulled from the game. Are you okay with him being pulled from the game with a no hitter when he's dominating and and has a three nothing lead? Yeah, I'm okay with yeah, it. Yeah. With like with his issues in the past, right? With the command, all these things. He's had fatigue issues too, right? Never been a guy that's been pushed very hard. And now you're talking about not only two consecutive outings, which he's pitched seven or more innings. He's had three of those outings in his last five. Yeah. And given your rotation, I'm like, all right, guy, like let's. Let's see if we can get a bullpen, you know, combined no-hitter. But we need you for down the road. We need to win these games. So I'm cool with it. 
Manny Machado homered last night. That was his 23rd of the season. Uh, would you know we're talking a lot of Padres uh, here, but would would you still say Fernando Tatis Jr. is your MVP in the National League? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I do mean, too. He's, he's just got enough space between them, and he's just consistently playing really good baseball. Especially that you know that move to outfield seems to have helped him out a little bit too. So I would say yes. Like it's it's a grand sample size of things. It's all 162 games, and I think over the course of the 162 games, he's been the most valuable player. He's played 101 games. Mm-hmm. He's got 36 homers, 81 RBIs, and uh, batting 282, an OPS of one. Uh, 005. I think uh, my vote goes to Tatis in the, in the National League and in, in the American no. League. Don't even debate it. No. Shohei Otani might be having the best season in the history of baseball. Although I will say, when I saw Bryce Harper last night oh, uh, beat the ship with the bunt, that was really nice. That was really nice. Well, that was a cool play, but it didn't make him MVP. <laughs> he also tried to leg out a double and got thrown out. He's barely got 50 RBIs. Uh, quick break. We come back. We're going to talk. Uh, what are we going to Huh? We're not going to talk about Jacksonville State and UAB, but we'll break down some more baseball games tonight. Is the right time for you to huddle up with the VSIM Pro Football Betting Guide. We're uh, a little more than a week out from the season kickoff yeah, of uh, Cowboys and Buccaneers. The guide is only $19.99. It's available now. We have profiles of every team, advanced stats, power ratings, best bets, season win totals, division finishes, and much more. Sign up for VSIM. All access, get everything we offer for the entire football season. VSIM.com slash subscribe to get the pro football betting guide or the college football betting guide, which still has value as uh, we get into the first big weekend of uh, college football, JVT. And uh, I know you want to break down tonight's game uh, between UAB and Jacksonville State. Did you realize that that is a neutral site game? I did. I did. Yeah. But that's all I got on that. Uh, That game is uh, 4.30 Pacific time kickoff tonight with uh, UAB a 16.5-point favorite. This Jacksonville State team, watch out. Yeah? Last year put a scare into Florida State. Anyway, uh, let's talk baseball tonight. And the uh, the San Francisco Giants lead in the uh, NL West down to a half game. A half game, that's it. They've lost three in a row. Dodgers won two in a row. Kevin Gossman trying to keep the Giants in first place tonight. And he's a pretty big favorite against Brett Anderson and the Brewers. And Brett Anderson is going to be uh, hard-pressed to pitch as well as Corbin Burns did for uh, the Brewers a couple nights ago. Yeah. Well, if you look at this, uh, so there's a couple of things. Um, One, Gosman's been really solid. Like, if you look at uh, August 316 ERA, giving him more than two earned runs and just a start once. They're 4-1 and in his five starts last month. They're 15-9 and whenever he's on the hill. Uh, So the Giants have been performing extremely well. And I totally understand uh, the market move in this direction. I saw some spots that open as low as $1.35 on San Francisco on the overnight line. Um, So this seems, and the more widely available prices were much higher than that. But 
where I was looking at, if anything, was potentially a first five under. If you're looking at it, like if you look at what uh, Anderson has done lately, hasn't really been great his last four. If you're talking about 853 RA, 182 whip, but there's plenty to indicate that he's you know better than his numbers so far, 427 ERA, 393 XFIP. But for me, like a guy like Anderson who doesn't induce a lot of strikeouts and relies on some pitch to contact stuff, if you're facing a lineup that all of a sudden is finding the gaps in the defense, mm-hmm. it's just going to be some pretty bad nights. So ultimately, like if you got a little bit higher on the money line with Milwaukee, might be worth a look with Anderson, but for the most part, maybe first five under four if you don't want to go with the uh, big underdog, but didn't have a play officially. Corbin Burns shut down the Giants a couple nights ago. Six innings, one run, struck out nine with no walks. It was a 3-1 Brewers win. The Brewers have won three in a row. They're up ten and a half in the division now. Yep. What about my guy Brandon Woodruff? He needs some more love. Got a 15-1 to ticket on him to win the Cy Young. I'll tell you, the Brewers pitching sets up well for a postseason series. <laughs> yeah, no they're a boring team, I think, yeah. but like they're, they're a pretty damn good team. How about the Braves and the Dodgers? We talked about this with Dave Koken a little bit. The two maxes go head-to-head. Freed and Mad Max Scherzer who is uh, minus 220 right now at DraftKings. Seven and a half the total. You said you played, you bet this game? Yeah, I bet first five under yeah. four, actually. So I share a sentiment with Dave Koken. So, you know, if you look at the, in the Braves, since the schedule tightened up, they're two and five. They did take two or three from San Francisco. But Atlanta, it, look, you mentioned Freed. He's been great. 136 ERA, 286 expected fielding independent in August. Uh, there's no reason to believe when you look at those numbers that he's not going to continue to put up similar stat lines. Strikeout numbers, not overwhelming, but he walks like absolutely nobody. In August, half a runner, he has walked every nine innings a walk rate of 6.6 percent he's been incredible freed has and this is one of the things that you and i talked about when we were last together humans where if you look at some of the numbers um the dodgers low-key pretty average against left-handed pitching mm-hmm. right you know 14th and way to runs created plus 18th and strikeout rate 21st in walk rate like there's some uh, struggles that they have against lefties and of course that's freed and then you mentioned serger he's been incredible 136 era 277 xfib since going to the dodgers i played first five under four i, I don't think there's any reason to believe that these two pitchers aren't going to have successful nights tonight and that this is going to be a lower scoring first few innings. So first five under four. I kind of like your bet because I don't think the Dodgers are going to do a lot against Max Freed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking at the Braves here at plus 185. I just, you know, it's tough to pull the trigger to bet against Mad Max. But I think where the supposed value it lies in this line is with Braves plus 185. But I think you're probably onto something playing the first five under because it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, how about the uh, Yankees and the Angels? And uh, what, what can you tell us about Packy Naughton, who's going to make the start tonight for the Angels? Uh, not much. So th- I think if you look, it's a short sample size, five and a third innings of relief this year. Um, and there's a really big discrepancy, but it's such a small sample size, can't really buy into it. 169 ERA, but a 609 expected fielding independent. Never really a dominant strikeout guy. Like, if you look at his numbers in the minors, right, career high in strikeouts every nine innings was nine and a half, and that was that rookie-level ball for Cincinnati that I was talking about. I watched every single one of the starts there. Uh, but, like, you know, he, like I haven't really seen a lot. He's got three pitches. You know, max velocity, though, in the low 90s. I just don't know how much, how well he's going to fare here uh, against the Yankees and Garrett Cole. So, like if you're looking at the Angels plus 240, I mean you're going to need a really big offensive outing from the Angels. So maybe you play instead a team total over Anaheim if you expect them to be pretty live here because I just don't know if Packy Naughton's going to keep you in a game like this with that bullpen. Uh, or maybe a pregame total of eight and a half shaded to uh, the over. Bet that over because I think that's what you're going to need if you think Anaheim's going to be pretty live here. You're going to need a high-scoring game. Yankees need a win. I can yep. tell you that. After that 13-game win streak, all of a sudden things downhill for the Yankees. Uh, I was sweating those rays, but now they're, they're pristine. 
Hey, the Orioles good. beat your Angels twice last week. How about that? Orioles, hey, Orioles, big dog winner last night. Yep. If uh, you had the courage to jump on that side, Baltimore three and four in the past seven games. What do you make of Matt Harvey now? Uh, Matt Harvey you know, plus two ten or so tonight against Stephen Matz and the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, well, it's Matt Harvey. It's what was the uh, the old saying when he first got there was a fade Matt Harvey night, right? Every time out, it was fade him away. But as yeah, it has not been that automatic the last uh, couple months. No, and look like they they have lost every single one of his last five starts, but not not it's not because of him, right? Like you look at his last start, six in, uh, six innings, three earned runs against I, the Tampa Bay Rays. Not to interrupt you, I think previous to that, didn't the Orioles win four of his five starts? Yep, they won yeah. they won five of six okay. uh, of his starts. Yeah, but and like I said, like none of those uh, are his own fault. He's had some blowups the five innings over four and two thirds against the Rays in the middle of August, but he's been pretty solid for the most part. So it's not exactly, Hey, just play against the Orioles, especially when Harvey's out there, especially some of those first fives, because he's at least giving them opportunities Mm -hmm. to win some of these games. So, and look, I mean, the blue Jays, they've been kind of inconsistent, right? They have gotten some relatively solid pitching, but for the most part, I've expected more out of them. And yet they're kind of piddling along, trying to keep (laughs) themselves in this playoff race. And they're really just in on the outside looking in. And they're really not in it. They're really no. not in the race. I, I think the Blue Jays are going to have to talk about next year, if anything. Mm-hmm. Improve it's that a, pitching staff. Yeah, it's not going to happen for them. All right, uh, update what's going on. Scoreless game in Seattle. Yeah, they were really nice play in right field uh, for the Seattle Mariners. So still scoreless there, top of the fifth inning. And the Diamondbacks looking to add on. They have a runner on second with two outs. It is six to nothing over the San Diego Padres. Lamette is in there. And then uh, I know everybody's waiting with bated breath to find out, but it is the top of the ninth inning, and the Rangers have a 5-4 lead over the Rockies. Well, that could be interesting if Rockies you happen were, to – what's that? I said Rockies uh, favored in this one, correct? It's, uh, Rockies actually closed minus 145, yep. total eight and a half, so it is over. And uh, the Cardinals beat the Reds 5-4 in the first game of the doubleheader. We'll talk more baseball in hour number two. Dwayne Colucci on deck. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, go to OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with up to the second info you need. Real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats. Plenty of features that have value to you up there at OddsTrader.com. Let's bring in Dwayne Colucci, the race and sportsbook manager out at the Rampart. I always say, if you don't like Dwayne Colucci, there's something wrong with you. That's right. There's something wrong with you if you don't like Dwayne Colucci. I don't know anybody who doesn't like this guy. All right, DC, follow him on Twitter at NYBookie. Dwayne, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well, guys, and thank you for the compliments. I appreciate them as always. Hey, I saw on Twitter you made it down to the Del Mar racetrack, and uh, I'm going to get down there for uh, Thursday and Friday races. It's winding down, Dwayne. The meet's uh, winding down at uh, Del Mar. How did you fare down at the track last week? Well, I did pretty well at Del Mar and uh, donated to uh, Saratoga through the simulcast wagering, as always. But <laughs> Del Mar was a lot of fun. i tell you the truth. It rained for the first time on the Sunday uh, for about 27 years. I haven't seen rain down there. So that was an interesting experience and uh, got to see the Derby winner, Medina Spirit. Ran really, really well. A nice horse that qualified also for the uh, uh, the Breeders' Cup Mile later on this year at Del Mar Ginobili. He, he was a real nice winner, and he beat some accomplished uh, seven furlong type sprinters in that race. So it, it was a lot of fun, guys. I tell you the truth, the people watching was amazing. As always, it was a good time. Drinks flowing, and uh, you know, sitting on that patio overlooking the paddock is just a beautiful, beautiful experience that I always highly recommend. And uh, Ricardo's a good host up there. You know, several <laughs> fabulous people. I'll be honest with you. Several fabulous people, guys. So, be you know, it's always a good time. Yeah, be yeah. honest with you. Several <laughs> fabulous people up there, JVT. And he just, he set the scene for you because yeah. you have not been there yet. No, no. no. I've never been. I've, I've wanted to. It sounds incredible, and I would like to go. Just a lot of fabulous fun. people out at the track, too. Well, I don't think. I'm not as nice as Dwayne, so I, would, I don't think I'd attract them. Dwayne's like uh, honey, right? And everything's distracted. Easy. Hey, Dwayne, explain, uh, explain from a bookmaker's perspective how you handle these two games now uh, with Packers, Saints, NFL Week 1 relocated to Jacksonville. And uh, we've talked about this a little bit on the show this week, but the Tulane-Oklahoma game, which has moved from uh, New Orleans to Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, well, what has to be done is uh, we have to set up another set of betting numbers, obviously. So anybody that 
bet the game prior to the announcement of the postponement and the moving, uh, they, they get a refund at the Rampart and the South Point. So that's uh, how we handle that from a bookmaker's point of view. You know, I think it's good business. That's the way that you have to handle that. And uh, also, you know, always you have to re-bet the game. Keep that in mind because there is a new betting number and obviously a new line that is recalculated, although that's not going to be too much difference. Dwayne, when you when you look at the board right now, it looks like the Packers, uh, like about a four-point favor that's here at the South Point in your book too. Is the adjustment automatically, hey, let's bump it up a point uh, because it's on a neutral now, or do you just re-put it up and let the market bet it as it may and you adjust from there? Well, you know, we have to make uh, some slight adjustments. Obviously, JVT, that's a good point. And always the public money is what is going to dictate the movement of the lines. But as bookmakers, you have to take into consideration now the difference of field. Always, you know, it's not like last year where the COVID uh, took the crowds basically out of the games and a lot of the stadiums were empty. It now becomes a major factor because these stadiums are filled once again. You know, so definitely we have to keep track of that on all sides of the game. And, uh, you know, be aware as bookmakers, you have to make adjustments. And without a doubt, because of this hurricane and because of this catastrophe, you start to make, uh, you know, when you have a a facility like the Superdome, which is so prevalent uh, as a home field and synonymous with a big home field advantage, it it is a a factor. But, you know, New Orleans is a new look this year, new quarterback starting. uh, You know, congratulations to Winston winning that, uh, you know, uh, debate, whatever you want to call it. And it's going to be interesting. But as bookmakers, yeah, that's a severe, you know, line change when you're dealing with the uh, Superdome. So the Packers were favored by three on the road. It's sitting at four, four and a half. So it's safe to say, like, how does that work in terms of home field? Right. We always talk about home field as a traditional three, but that's not always the case. No, no, it's not always the case. And obviously you could see how that's playing out. And, you know, we're sitting at four at the Rampart and South Point, total of 50. And it's, uh, you know, more of Aaron Rodgers. You know, they were the favorite to begin with, like you said, JVT. So, you know, it's uh, more of getting into his head, seeing how he comes out. And also, like I said, is Winston going to be efficient in his first, uh, you know, shining in the limelight now? And definitely, like I said, it is a factor because that is a nice home field advantage. Advantage, you know, in this uh, situation that will be taken away. And mm. Green Bay definitely wants to come out and prove a point, guys. Let me tell you that. He definitely wants to, uh, you know, prove a point, I feel, if Aaron Rodgers is going to go with that gamer face. Also, you know, there's the other side of the coin where if he's mentally not stable, it relies then on the running attack and some of the other guys to make some big plays. And, you know, I think they have an excellent wide receiver core. And I think the running attack is good enough, and they should be able to dominate this division. I'm not so sure about this particular matchup, but you know, Green Bay, they, they have a lot of positive things going for them. JBT, I know you're a big Jameis Winston fan, so you're hoping he gets off to a hot start, and I think it's going to be intriguing to see how he can make this a more vertical offense because Drew Brees obviously just didn't have the arm strength last year, so it could, could be a different-looking uh, Saints offense, even though Mike, Michael Thomas is not going to be out there, and that's 
Uh, that's going to hurt that. And Emmanuel Sanders gone too. So uh, Jameis doesn't have the same type of targets that he should have had. No, but I think like when you're looking at humans from that perspective, if you look at his career overall, Jameis, you're talking about a guy with an average depth of target right around, I think it's like eight and a half, nine yards. Mm-hmm. And Drew Brees, last two years, average depth of target was six yards downfield, just under seven. And his career, it was about seven. So this is a completely different looking quarterback. And I think that provides a different dynamic, right? Like this is a type of offense we haven't seen for a really long time from Sean Payton, one that consistently can stretch the field if it needs to. And I think that provides a really interesting dynamic for him. All right, let's talk about next Thursday night. Dwayne Colucci, racing sportsbook manager at the Rampart at NY Bookie. Dwayne, your Cowboys catching seven and a half or eight at Tampa Bay, total of uh, 51, 51 and a half. Uh, I know he's he's from New York, but he's a Cowboys guy. How do, how do you how do you feel about the Cowboys in the next Thursday night's opener? How do you think that game is going to be bet in general? Uh, I'll be honest with you, though. I'm not sold yet that Dak is totally healthy. So I'm anticipating seeing more Tampa Bay money, to be uh, honest with you guys. I think that definitely they're the team to beat once again. They have such a nice roster. And, you know, there's always the Chiefs. Don't get me wrong. But we're sitting at 7.5 and and 51 at the Rampart and South Point. Uh, we did open the game at six and a half, so it's already up a point. Has come down though a little. We're starting to see a little more cowboy action as the relief, uh, you know, from the Prescott and the Dallas camp, you know, uh, saw your relief basically. And it's a lot on Elliott. Let me tell you, we're not sure if CD is going to be uh, suiting up because of the COVID situation. You have a lot of different variables there. You know, Amari didn't see much action uh, in the preseason, and Gallup though he's a, he's a beast. So Dallas really has a great great offense the other side of the coin also you know you have your best defensive player that's coming back from an injury you have to keep an eye on that and is jerry you know pulling his strings once again mccarthy has shown some flaws in the preseason they looked horrible last week so i don't know how prepared they are guys and you're going against tom brady and his prolific offense you know they know how to run the ball they know how to play defense they're going to put pressure on Dak. It's going to be a long night, I'll be honest with you. I could see Dallas, could see uh-huh. Dallas coming out of the gate very slow in this situation. I guys. think one of the keys he talked about there, JVT, and that's what I see when the Cowboys, a team that's not prepared. I don't think Mike, Mike McCarthy's what? coaching this team well at all. I was told he was going to be Steve Kerr. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to unlock the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't see it happening. It's almost like there's that. years of uh, coaching experience we can go back on. It's to me like he's asleep on the sideline about half the time. Uh, Dwayne Clucci, a quick take on college football this weekend as a bookmaker. Uh, which sides do you think you're going to need and which games are going to draw the biggest uh, betting handles? Well, I think uh, definitely Ohio State in that matchup. That's going to be an interesting one against Minnesota right off the bat. We're going to take some good action on that. Naturally, uh, your boy Jimmy Ott is in town, so we know what he's looking at. And that's going to be another big matchup as uh, LSU and uh, uh, UCLA bounce back against each other. Naturally, Alabama is definitely going to merit a lot of uh, handle at the Rampart and South Point. They always do. You know, so you have a fabulous, fabulous opening week schedule. I'm hoping that even we get a little, uh, you know, uh, action on Cincinnati, that game. That should draw some heightened interest. And, uh, you know, it's a well-rounded board. It's great to beat the COVID, uh, you know, bug that we had last year. Now you have the extensive college schedules again. Now you have these uh, fabulous matchups. You're going to see a full season of action. Hopefully, you know, we have our fingers crossed at all times because anything could happen. 
happen, guys. But, uh, you know, definitely I would say Alabama sitting at 19 at the Rampart and South Point. Cincinnati is going to be a top team this guy, uh, this year, guys. So 23 over Miami, Ohio. You even have action uh, between Iowa and Indiana. There's some good matchups, guys. So I think that definitely we're going to see some excellent handle at the Rampart and South Point, as always. And those are some of the games that I'm looking forward to seeing. And, uh, you know, also late, uh, you have Purdue, Oregon State. There's some great games. Uh, USC, well-rounded schedule, guys. Looking forward to it. Can't wait uh, for Saturday. And actually, uh, like you said, some pretty good games Thursday night. Don't forget Sunday night football. Notre Dame at Florida State. Monday night football, Louisville at Ole Miss. We got some. It's a really good weekend of college football. And Paul Stone rolled into the South Bank right. today. Looking good. He's standing outside the studio right before we kicked off. And you know it's a big weekend when Paul Stone shows up. Dwayne Colucci, I know a couple of old-timers who are going to visit you down at the Rampart this weekend, man. Uh, thanks for your time on the show again today. Thank you, as always, and really appreciate it, guys. NY Bookie Dwayne. Go see him at the Rampart. He's a uh, great host out there at the uh, Rampart Sportsbook. JBT, where do you think Cam Newton goes next? Wait, don't answer it. Answer that in hour number two. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.